We are joined by former federal cabinet minister Lisa Raitt on a Mulcare Monday. Um, Lisa, Robert Turner was suggesting we could call it Lisa Lundy. Uh, hey, not bad. Uh, not bad. That's pretty cool. Okay, so listen, um, some of these stories sort of dovetailed with each other. So let's start with the one story about one in three Canadians are in bad or terrible financial shape, which is actually up from highs during the pandemic. And from that affordability crisis, then we can move on to what one federal minister is saying. But I, I find this economy perplexing. Lisa, because we, yeah. you know, we have the lowest unemployment employment rate in decades. We have wage inflation that in some cases is outstripping uh, the actual inflation rate. And yet more and more Canadians are up against the wall. Yeah, but it breaks down provincially, John. And I think that's where the, the numbers are interesting to me from a political point of view, because it's really giving people a really good sense as to how pockets of the country are feeling. And they're feeling very different. So in Atlantic Canada, which is home to a lot of fixed income, pension, um, assistance, those kinds of things, a lot of Atlantic Canadians are feeling the pinch, very, very much so. They're in the 40s. Alberta is next, which makes a lot of sense as well, because they're having economic uncertainty about about their oil and gas sector, and, and they're of concern. But at the very bottom are Ontario and Quebec, who are not feeling as um, hard done by in this economy, but they are also the most vote-rich areas for any aspiring government. So this kind of gives you a bit of a, I think, a peek inside as to what parts of the country are most going to react to the affordability um, comments. Okay, well, then we turn to the federal scene where one of the cabinet ministers was on uh, CTV's question period yesterday with Vashi Capellos and said the provinces have to be doing more about affordability and those people who may be falling through the cracks. That's quite the signal that, you know, the feds are saying, guys, deal with your own problems. It is and it isn't. I mean, I think it's actually showing you what the overall agenda is going to be in terms of um, defining who the Liberals are versus who the Conservatives are writ large. So if you take a look, Atlantic Canada are all Conservative premiers, right? So when when the minister goes on and says that really the provinces should be handling it, knowing that Atlantic Canada is the area most feeling the impact of the higher cost of living, um, it makes sense for them to say, well, it's those basically, it's those conservative governments, those provinces, they really have to do something about that. And, and pushing the ball over to the court of the provinces, dot, 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 Pierre Polyev and the Conservative Party of Canada to come up with solutions. And that's not where a federal opposition wants to be. They don't want to be coming up with policy ideas because they don't have the power to implement them or, or even to flesh them out in any large kind of way. And this is what the Liberals are doing. They're saying, look, uh, we've given you our solution. Now, solutions have to come from other parts of the country, like the provinces, of which most of them are conservative governments. Where's your Where's your answer to this problem, conservatives? Who can believe it's uh, going to be 10 years on the 14th of April that Justin Trudeau has been the leader of the federal Liberal Party? Sunny ways, my friends. <laughs> he, Sunny ways. He rebuilt the party, Lisa, and then surprised yeah. an awful lot of people by becoming the prime minister. I think sometimes, here, you know, as we observe this anniversary, um, some people look at Trudeau and they still think he's some sort of a pretender, like he shouldn't be the prime minister, but he's been there almost 10 years. Yeah. Um, and I've got the electoral uh, scars to prove it. Uh, <laughs> the reality is, is that when you say that at the very beginning, John, uh, he's been around for 10 years, you're going to get an 
an almost gut reaction from different types of people in the country. So the true liberals are going to say, oh, it's and it's been great. It's the best thing that's ever happened. And the people who have um, who have decided that they've had enough, they're going to act just as I would say emotionally like, oh, my gosh, this guy has to go. I'm so done with him. And you can really measure people based upon that one thing. It is very, very divisive. It's either one way or another. You don't have a lot of people who are on the on the fence with respect to Mr. Trudeau. And that's what 10 years does. I have a maxim I come back to quite frequently that I think the federal conservatives would do well to appropriate, and that is never assume that your supporters hate, or not your supporters actually, never assume that everybody hates your rivals as much as you do. And so I think with Justin Trudeau, everybody waited for him to self-destruct and it never happened. I mean, it's not that it's been a smooth ride. There's been scandals, there's been all kinds of missteps, but he's still the prime minister. For sure. But the the adage really is, though, governments do defeat themselves. I mean, it's that is the the other balance. But look, I was at something called the Canada U.S. Summit last week um, that was that was put on in downtown Toronto. And Trudeau gave a surprise keynote at the very end of the day. And I will tell you something, John Moore, that man is running again. And I feel like it's a close election, to be honest, just the just the way in which he approached the room. He was full of passion. He wanted to show people he still had ideas. He took on the conservatives. He took on Bay Street like he he put it to people in the room. What are you going to do? I believe in people. You believe in profits. And that really feeds into the affordability question. It feeds into people feeling left behind. It's really a pickup of how Biden won those rust belt states. And I think it's very much something to watch as they build the narrative over the coming months. They're looking for their opportunity to find the perfect time to bring the House down and run against Pierre Polyev's conservatives. And I think they're going to be looking very carefully at all the factors, but they are going to be led by Justin Trudeau. I, I have very little doubt on that. Thanks a lot, Lisa. I'll see you later on. You bet. That's Lisa Raitt, former federal cabinet minister in for Thomas Mulcair. Nice to have her analysis.